This, this is the Kristen and Knight podcast. Kristen and Knight podcast. Fueled by McCafe. Barista make coffee 24-7. On Mix 106.3. Kristen, this morning, once again... Uh, everyone's talking Cleo. Well, of course they are. I mean, we all saw the photo doing the rounds yesterday afternoon mm. of that beautiful little four-year-old sitting up in her hospital bed, holding onto her hydrolyte, giving everybody a little bit of a wave. Indeed. And I think everyone has seen the vision as well of the rescue of the police officer carrying her out of the abductor's house. Yep. Oh, wow. I think um, so many of us were emotional yesterday. And um, we're going to cross out live to Perth this morning. We're just waiting for Mia Edgerton-Warburton now from Channel 9, who you can imagine yep. is doing about a 1,000 crosses. Oh, yeah, do just you think to maybe see what's the, happening. The, the, the crew uh, from all the TV channels in Perth a little bit busy today. <laughs> she, she, she is slightly busy. There's been a, been a bit of interest uh, <laughs> in, in a few stories out west uh, in recent days. Uh, and things have gotten a little bit hectic. I do feel, though, Kristen, mm. that we've we really have, as a nation, glossed over two very important things to to look at with the photo of Cleo. One oh, being the fact you that you better we, get this gear out before we actually ask the real questions. Exactly. But yes, we haven't given her. I mean, maybe maybe it's changed since, but it looked like we hadn't given her a real zooper duper. Mm. Um, the poor little kid, after everything she's been <laughs> through, was given a hydrolyte ice block, which is anyone who's had one knows that it tastes like sadness and disappointment <laughs> mixed with a bit of cordial. Um, secondly, I swear black and blue that she looks like Rhonda, uh, a very young version of Rhonda from the AAMI commercials. You know, Rhonda and Katut. <laughs> this is honestly, guys, like we get on this call, yep. like before we press go on the show, and Nigel and I talk about the stories that we're passionate about today. So I'm like, obviously, guys, the number one story is Cleo. I want to know how is she? She's waking up in her own bed this morning. Like, what's happening? Is she okay? And obviously, the suspected abductor. Yes. Are, are, are there charges being laid today? What's happening? And Nigel's like, is nobody talking about the fact that she looks like Rhonda? I mean, if you wanted to do a the, the life story of Rhonda, look no further than little Cleo as, okay. as the actress to play a young oh, Rhonda. I'll indulge you for a moment, only because we're waiting for this journalist to get onto the line. Yeah. But Rhonda has red hair, mate, and Cleo doesn't. Oh, Cleo has like brown in that photo, hair. In that photo, there's a tinge. Oh. There's a tinge of the ginge. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I don't know. If, if you think that she looks like Rhonda from AAMI... No, no maybe don't say ring the radio station. You can give us a call on 6242 <laughs> um, Look, unfortunately, it looks like... Uh, we're, we're, look, I'd love to tell you that we've got Mia um, mm. Edgerton Warburton on the line from Channel 9 in Perth, but it looks like we've had a communication breakdown. That's OK. Um, we did a quite She's remarkable busy. job of padding there until we got to her. <laughs> But now we've got nothing. Oh, look, we will. We will cross out to Carnarvon this morning at some stage just to see uh, what the feeling is like on the ground, too, Indeed. of the locals. Oh, we... uh, apparently, everybody um, released balloons yesterday because they were just... There was almost people rejoicing in the streets. Oh, It's okay. wonderful. Oh, oh, yeah. Apparently, we've got her now. Do we... <laughs> we've got Mia on the line, huh? Let's do talk... it. Let's talk to her. Why not? Yep. What's the worst that could happen? Good morning, Mia Edgerton Warburton from Channel Nine in Perth. Uh, thank you so much for joining us and for being the busiest woman on the face of the planet this morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Any time at all, Kristen. Go ahead. What's the feeling like this morning, Mia, on the ground? What's happening? 
Oh, I've got to say, it is it is amazing. I mean, I was here uh, in Carnarvon when uh, this search was very much being treated sort of at, it was sort of going from a lost girl to a girl possibly abducted. And and the feeling here, people were really trying to stay positive. Um, but it, it was a really hard thing to deal with that a four-year-old potentially has been abducted from a family campsite. I mean, it's sort of unheard of around here, but... Since I've been back and she's been recovered and she's in such good condition, she seems happy, she's physically okay, according to police. It's just, I would describe it as elation. Everyone is just so excited that she's home, that she's happy. They can't really fathom that she's been here for 18 days. I mean, we were looking at, uh, you know, how far she could have possibly gone in that time. I don't think anyone expected her to be here so close to her family. She's only a seven-minute drive from her family home. She's only a Mm. three-minute drive to the local police station. Uh, And and the thing is, the local residents around here, the neighbours had had no idea. They Mm. had, um, you know, hindsight is sort of a beautiful thing. A lot of people have said to me, oh, well, we saw this man, this 36-year-old, buying nappies and he doesn't have a child. Uh, mm. We saw, uh, we heard something that sounded like a cat wailing. That could be <gasps> a child. Oh, wow. think, which nobody puts two and two together, though, really, I suppose. And no one, I don't think, was really looking around at their neighbours. I think most mm. people assumed that whoever had abducted her had obviously fled with her. But this is all alleged to say that 36-year-old man obviously hasn't been charged yet. He's still in police custody, assisting police. But uh, the big story here is that Claire spent her first night back with her family, which is just really incredible. Mm. Have we heard? Have we heard from Cleo's mummy? Not today. We heard from her yesterday. They are a very private family. She posted on uh, her social media saying, uh, uh, "My family is whole again." And also, there was that beautiful photo we saw of her smiling in the hospital bed, um, holding that little icy pole, waving. Uh, and she said, "Cleo has seen her photo and thinks it's beautiful." So they are a very private family. Uh, Ellie Smith sort of keeps people updated on social media. She's been doing that the entire time, but. You know, obviously, when there was no uh, indication about where she was for so long, three days, uh, three weeks almost, uh, they did come under a bit of scrutiny. People obviously start pointing fingers, mm. thinking that the parents might be involved. That was never really the feeling here on the ground in Carnarvon because people know them really well and just would say there is no way they would ever harm their own child. And so for this discovery to happen, it is really just remarkable. And, and I consider it an honour to really be here uh, and experience it because it, it is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Beautifully put, Mia. Uh, well, I guess as the day rolls out, we'll hear more about this suspected abductor. I know police are very keeping very tight-lipped as the investigation continues. So, Mia, thank you for your time this morning. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to the Kristen and Knight podcast. Mix 106.3. Our entertainment reporter, Pete Ford, is on the line. Pete, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Morning, honey. So, um, Bert Newton's funeral, the state funeral, um, there's a lot of talk in regards to Matthew Newton and not being able to get back for the funeral. What's, what's happening there? Well, I don't think it's really a case of not being able to. I don't think he, he wants to. Um, that's his choice, obviously. He's not answerable to the media. He's not answerable to the public. Uh, who knows? Uh, he didn't come back, obviously, whilst his father was very sick, and particularly the last few weeks when he was gravely ill. Uh, and that's not being judgmental. Uh, it, that's just a fact. Uh, he may have very solid reasons for not wanting to come back. It may be as simple as he knows if he does come back, it's going to become a circus and it kind of takes away from the whole event and what the event's meant to be. Uh, yeah. Or it might be just for his own reasons. You know, he, he may feel coming back here would be very 
traumatic. People are going to be after him. Everything he says or does will be judged. And that may not be good for his mental health. So anyway, I don't know. I'm just proposing these ideas. It's not up to me to be answering for him. And he may or may not release some information. He's going to have a statement that will be read out at the funeral, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not a case of just physically. I mean, if you travel over here from New York at the moment, don't you have to go into into quarantine, quarantine. for a couple of weeks? And so even Do if you, you did, I don't know. I can't keep up with it. Keeps changing. All yeah, the, yeah. I thought of the change. I don't know, but, but, but I don't think that's the reason. It may mm. be part okay. of the reason. But the fact he didn't come back while his dad was dying is. Yeah. to put it bluntly, it clearly indicates there there is an issue there. There's no doubt about that. But they were in regular contact, though. They were doing FaceTiming each other, and so there was a, kind of a bridge that was built. But, you know, Matthew hasn't been in Australia now for, gee, it must be close to 10 years, I'd say. Yeah. And, Pete, word on the street of sabotage on the set of Rust with Alec Baldwin and the firearms? Is there is there any truth to these rumours? Well, look, it's hard to know what's going on. It's pretty odd that we're almost two weeks down the track and there's still been no charges laid. Yeah. And there's still... Maybe there's not going to be. Uh, but it's also odd there's no civil suits have begun yet. That might take a bit more time. But what you, I know that uh, Alec Baldwin reposted something to, uh, that said the set was a good set and there was no problems and all the... All the uh, protocols were being uh, adhered to, etc. Because don't forget, with all the civil suits that are undoubtedly going to happen, it may be that Alec Baldwin, A, is being sued because he's one of the producers of the movie, and also, B, he himself may be suing, almost suing himself, because of the the position he was put in by the producers of that Mm. movie. Wow. Oh, man. That's uh, that's not going to go away for a long time. Fair point. Pete, thank you so much for your time as always this morning. Have an excellent day. Have a good one. Sounds like the Kristen and Knight podcast. Sounds like Mix 106.3. Uh, at, the, at the moment, though, we need to speak to Michelle and Jared Bombra. Uh, good morning, Michelle. Good morning. How are you? Oh, look, a little bit miffed. I found out this morning that our producer, Billy, uh, was given when he was younger and still has a pair of Reebok pumps. It's the, the, the running shoe or the basketball shoe, if you want to call it, that I always coveted as a young bloke, but I never, never got around to getting a pair. Um, what yeah, was same, what, mate. Oh, you're the same. You you wanted Reebok pumps as well. Oh, mate. I used to stand in the shop yeah. and stare at these pumps like some sort of little weirdo. I wouldn't <laughs> even touch them. Oh, you <laughs> didn't, you didn't even reach and out and at them. give them a bit of a squeeze? Give it a... Oh, you know? Oh, it was just... They were magic. They were magic shoes. Well, you two, I've actually Googled for you, and apparently they've brought them back. What? Yeah, what? I mean, the bad news is, is that it looks like they're completely sold out. Not seeing how that helps oh, me that, much, Kristen. I thought, like... yeah, yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> We've just come full circle back to you can't get them. <laughs> but that's that's the good news. That's they're, like going like to Melissa Etheridge and saying, I got you a glass of water. Oh, but I'm oh, sorry, I drank it. <laughs> you know? But it, it says he return of the pump. Make your haters drool over every detail of the pump. Right, Kristen, you need to stop talking right now. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure that. you'll cut be that. able to find it somewhere. I, I can turn her mic off any time I want, <laughs> Michelle. Just so you know, and I, I'm hovering over it. Um, did you ever get a it's pair, like, Michelle? Oh, look! It was like 25, 30 years later. I found a pair of pumps in Paul's Warehouse in Sydney, <gasps> and, and they were bright orange. They were the coolest things I ever put on my feet, and I wore them until they just fell to pieces. Oh, oh see, so that's jealous. wonderful. So, yeah, you've, you've achieved the dream, though. Dream yeah, achieved. But I want those pumps in the picture. 
Yeah. Mm. No, that's fair. Uh, I bet you the they're the ones Billy's got. Pumps. Yeah. Damn it, Michelle. Yeah. I'm I'm a little bit jealous, but uh, stay strong. The, the answer is out there, probably. Yeah, you too, man. All right. <laughs> we'll get them. We'll yeah. get them. There you go. Um, look, Kristen, we've run out of time. I must say a huge shout-out to Luke in Nunnawal, who, who desperately wanted the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles blimp as a what? young bloke, but Hold never on. got to it. What was the blimp? What, uh, oh, really? You, do, you don't know what the blimp was? No. It, it, was a, it was a blimp, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles style. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, know, like, yeah. Imagine the Goodyear blimp, but instead of Goodyear, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, but like the, it was a toy. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, no, it wasn't a real blimp. Well, uh, that's what I'm asking. Like, there was a big blimp and you got to go on a ride or it was just, it was a toy? No, it was a toy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much like like a, like He-Man, you know, and then there was Castle Grayskull, which our, produ- our, our um, program director, Rod, texted mm. me and said he wanted. Never got Castle Grayskull as a young bloke. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles blimp was something very similar. Although I feel like now we probably could have spoken to Luke about it, <laughs> given how long we've spent talking about how we didn't have time to talk to Luke about it. You're listening to the Kristen and Knight podcast, Mix 106.3. You know how sometimes we, we do these phone topic, these discussions, and we throw something out there, and, and, and you and I are both in our heart of hearts going, oh, no one's going to call about this. Yeah, true. Uh, we call it a crazy long shot. Um, but usually when we get to that point, the people prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. This morning we're talking about the dumbest reason anyone's ever been dumped after we read the, the story of Olivia Kruger, a TikTok user whose boyfriend dumped her because he's an anti-vaxxer, mm. but she's not, and she got a vaccination against COVID. So he went, oh, How does she? Uh, well, I'm dumping you then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say good riddance, uh, good riddance to the bloke. Olivia's yeah. done well there. But on 62421063, we asked the question, have you been dumped for a dumber reason than that? Okay. Kristen? I'm From the radio station, say hello to Laura in Rivette. Hi, Laura. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Was this a recent relationship or this is from back in the day? Oh, this is well back in the day oh, when I was God. young and silly. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia, I love it. Uh, share your story with us. What was it that got you dumped? Um, so, we yeah, we dated for a little while and then he decided that um, my legs were too short and <gasps> he wanted his children to fast runners and so we weren't a very good genetic move. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Your legs were yeah. not long enough for his long term plans, pun, pardon the pun, to raise a, a, a family of fast running children. <laughs> yep. And it, so obviously it took him a little while to realise this because oh. it's not as though, you know, he didn't see my legs when we were dating. <laughs> I mean, I figured he probably at least had a passing glance at them, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and do you know yeah. whether he went on to um, hook up with somebody with very long legs? Oh no! Look after after that. I think I was pretty happy to see the see the back of him. So. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and and never bother following up. I mean. A man with priorities that far out of whack. I don't know. Does he deserve long-term <laughs> happiness, Kristen? Maybe he does. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? Well, my reply at the time was, I'd like my children to be good people, so I don't think we're a good match. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, burn. Somebody call triple zero. Oh, wow. Oh, get me some solar cane on that bad mm. boy. Damn, Laura, well played. Um, not just that, but thank yeah. you so much for sharing your story with us. You've made my day. Not a problem. Have a good day, guys. All right. Cheers. There you go. Imagine oh. that, Kristen. Sorry, your legs aren't long enough. I know. Where's Rhonda Birchmore? What's her number? She's got long legs. <laughs> I want to breed with someone who has longer legs so my children can run 
Oh, that, that sounds like a plot of a bad Disney film, doesn't it? That was the Kristen and Night podcast. Filled by McCafe. Barista make coffee 24-7. On Mix 106.3.